Hello, all you amazing moms. It's me, Michelle. And I know if you're dealing with divorce, it can be daunting. Trust me. But with HelloDivorce.com, you're not alone. They offer a refreshingly simple, affordable, and stress-free divorce alternative without skimping on the expert support you know you need for this crucial transition. Listen, whether it's straightforward separation or you're tackling complex legal and financial negotiations, Hello Divorce is going to ensure that you navigate from uncertainty to confident clarity. Their best-in-class five-star customer service team is your guide to setting up for success in this next chapter. Plus, come on, they're one of America's most innovative companies. Mention my name, Michelle, and they're going to treat you extra special. Don't wait, though. you got to start shaping your brighter future today. Visit HelloDivorce.com forward slash moms because moving on means moving up. We're in this together, babes. And with Hello Divorce, you've got the support to thrive. Moms, I know divorce can be really messy, but selling your engagement ring can actually be quick, easy, and stress-free with Worthy. Worthy uses their expertise, technology, and connections to get you the absolute most for your jewelry with no hidden fees. Plus, just for my audience, Worthy gave me a special offer to share. When you sell your jewelry through Worthy, you'll receive a $100 Amazon gift card when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. Ready to move on from your ring? Head to worthy.com slash moms to get started today. That's worthy.com slash moms for the special bonus offer. This week on Moms Moving On. What I am very passionate about is helping women see the potential in themselves and reclaiming their life for that beautiful potential that they have within them and mastering their self-image. Because in the end, the only person we can really truly control is ourselves. And that That's comes so nicely in this topic today because we, we oftentimes are left to believe that what others are doing to us and we have no control over. Right. Especially when you're dealing with a narcissist. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back, everybody, to another Moms Moving On. I'm so happy to have you here. And recently, I've gotten a lot of questions about boundaries, healthy boundaries when you are divorcing in general, but especially divorcing somebody with a high complex personality. I've invited on a good friend who's been with us before. Her name is Matina Singh, and she's a breakup divorce coach and founder of Master Self Image. She helps people get reflected, reset, and reclaim their lives as they move on after a hard time. Matina, thank you so much for being here. It is absolutely an honor to be back here, Michelle. Thank you for having me. If I check my notes, I think you were actually here about a year ago. Almost yes. November would be a year. So welcome back. <laughs> it's my honor. And I had some, such a pleasure the first time. And I'm so glad that um, your listeners found value in that conversation. And I'm just happy to talk about healthy boundaries today. Yeah. And I think it's important because recently we've had a few podcasts on high conflict ex-spouses and divorcing a narcissist and 
as you likely already know, many people with personality disorders don't like boundaries and they don't like rules and they don't like uh, the word no. So anybody who's starting out this episode saying, yeah, yeah, I've tried boundaries. It didn't work. We're going to take a different approach. But before we do that, why don't you share a little bit about yourself for our listeners who are just meeting you? Thank you. I, so my name is Matina. I am a breakup and divorce coach. And what I am very passionate about is helping women see the potential in themselves and reclaiming their life for that beautiful potential that they have within them and mastering their self-image. Because in the end, the only person we can really truly control is ourselves. And that That's comes so nicely in this topic today because we, we oftentimes are left to believe that what others are doing to us and we have no control over. Right. Especially when you're dealing with a narcissist or for right. anyone who is trying to manipulate the situation. Yep. And so before we dive further into that, let's, let's talk about this word control. I think it's so hard for women, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself and the women I've worked with, but when you become a mom and a wife, you sort of take on this role of like multitasker, getting everything done, making the plans, making sure everybody has what they need. And maybe it's not the same for all families and I'm generalizing a little bit, but it's pretty common when a woman becomes a mom, she suddenly takes on this really big role and, and feels the need to control, not in a crazy type A way, unless you're me, but then she's divorced and she's left with very little control. And that can be very stifling, especially when you have somebody telling you to fuck off at every turn, for lack of a better word. <laughs> right? Yes. But like you said, Michelle, there are two types of control, right? There's a healthy control. And then there is this over control that we're trying to put ourselves into. And the reason we do it is to make sense and hold on to what we are familiar with. Right. When you go through a divorce, everything around you is falling apart. Your routine is not the same anymore. Now you, you don't even see your kids every day anymore. Or there is just this conflict going back and forth with your ex that they, you did or didn't do A, B, and C or whatever it is. It just takes away that sense that you are able to deal with your own life because your life is not what it was. Right. You nailed it right there. And so it's all these emotions on top of each other too, right? So that's- oh my God. And, and they, you know, I'm almost five years into it and it obviously gets so much easier, but it's so easy to be triggered. And, and when you're dealing with a high conflict personality, they very much know how to trigger you. And, yes. and, that's, and that's where I think we start the conversation about setting healthy boundaries, because when we talk about boundaries and boundaries is a term that's been like so overused this year, I think in a good way, we forget that we're not just setting them for other people. We're setting them for ourselves, right? Oh, 100%. Let me share a story with you. This is in the beginning when I got uh, divorced. It was almost easy for me to put in a boundary for him. Like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not responding to you. But what do you do first when you are alone? Right. I started checking out his social media. What is he up to? Who is he talking to? Who is he hanging out with? And that took away my peace. 
it took away the control that I was building for myself in this new routine. It took away the sense of that I could have this everything under control because I was comparing myself with someone who was not taking care of the kids, who was living his bachelor life, who was hanging out. And how unfair is it that he gets to do all these fun things and I'm being a mom and I have to do A, B, and C. With all these thoughts, I had to acknowledge that I was not only giving away my peace, I had to put in a healthy boundary for myself mm-hmm. to not check his social media. And I'll add to that. And I think that's so important. Like it's, I don't know why we do it to ourselves. I don't know if there's a little bit of masochism involved there, but I think it's also just wanting to know like this person who I was just so committed and connected to like, where are they? What are they doing? What are they saying? It's, it gets you nowhere. And I'll add to that, your friends, you need to put a strict boundary there and say, I know you probably mean well, when you send me a picture of my ex and say, look at this ass, who does he think he is? But it doesn't help me. It only hurts me. And I think that's something so necessary and and something I had to tell my family, because my mom thought she was being so supportive, but I was like, Ma, I don't want to see. Like, thank you. I, I don't want to know. Yes. No, absolutely. And this, these healthy boundaries goes for anyone, right? It even goes for your children. You are five years in. I'm six years in. And recently, earlier this year, I had to tell, said with my kids, and I said, you know what? I know dad came into the house from time to time, but no more. Mommy needs to put up this boundary to keep the things as I want to. And I don't want to talk about it further, but this is what's happening. So just know that this is a boundary that mom puts up and that it's okay. You can still have your amazing time with your dad. He loves you. He's there for you, but not in this house. I like that. What was the tipping point for you there? The tipping point is when someone comes and says, oh, why are you not doing this way? Oh, why are they eating this late? Or what, what is happening here? Like, no, mm-hmm. my house, my rules, none of your business. Mm-hmm. And of course, that doesn't always have the best, um, doesn't get the best reaction, right? And that's the sad part because when you're dealing with a narcissist or when you're dealing with someone who wants to pick a fight, they think sometimes that putting the kids in between is a good thing. Right. Uh, And letting them know like, oh, I love your mom so much, but your mom doesn't want me. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, you know, your mom is so this and that, so I am not going to see you today. Mm -hmm. Like, who are you really hurting? You're hurting right. your own relationship. It's amazing. They, they don't even see it like, but, but that's a whole conversation for another day. But when that does happen and that does happen a lot for a lot of women, their kids will say, daddy said, you're mean, or daddy said you left me and you didn't love us. And that's again, where that boundary comes in within yourself to just zip it. Cause it's so easy to be like, well, your dad is an ass and da, 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 da. But that's where you say, oh, honey, you know, I think mommy and daddy feel differently about that, but it's not your job to worry about it. True. Be honest and give them some type of response that is not putting them in the situation. So what mm-hmm. I did for when I got to her, like daddy loves you and, and he wants to be a family, but you don't want it. It's like, 
that daddy loves mommy is great because I'm the mom of his children. Mm-hmm. But the type of relationship that he can have when you're together is not with me. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. He's still your dad. I'm still your mom. And that's that. Because you're deflating whatever has been said. If you, do, if you leave it unsaid, kids make up their own stories. Yes, that's a good and point. And they truly do. They yeah. truly do. My daughter has her own story that <laughs> that started out really young. And I had to wait until she was of an age where she could really understand and I could be more truthful with her because, you know, she was only two. And um, for so long, she thought that mommy and daddy didn't live in the same house because they're really different because daddy only likes gummy candy and mommy only likes chocolate candy And because her whole world revolved around candy. And around age five, we had to be like, all right, so there's other reasons involved here. But again, setting that boundary where you are giving the information that's needed and not the information that will hurt them, like saying something negative about their ex-spouse, I find... Like so many women will reach out to me and be like, Michelle, I really messed up. I couldn't control myself. And I said something bad about my ex to my kids because I'm just so frustrated with what he's telling them. And I'm like, that's okay. You're human, but it's really important to like put the boundary there for yourself. But even in those moments and you have it, I had it. And we still have it from time to time where you, the frustration is high, where Mm -hmm. you can't understand why the other person isn't seeing how it's hurting the children. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not that you can't do it. We all are human, like you said, we all make mistakes. It's how you sit back with them and say like, you know what, mommy was very frustrated right now. And I can't even explain the reason at this time to you, but just know mom loves you, dad loves you. And we are both here for you. Because in the end, as a human need, we want belonging. We yeah. want to know that we can be ourselves with the mom and the dad and that there's no competition. Mm-hmm. Very good point. So what are some other healthy boundaries that we can set to help us navigate life <laughs> divorced from somebody with a high conflict personality? So one thing, uh, as I shared, is no social media. It's none of your business, your be wise, well, as my kids say it, like whatever they're doing, let them have their lives. Yes. Whatever you do, you have your life. Mm-hmm. Instead, put all that effort and energy into what is it that I want to create? What fun am I going to have this weekend with my kids? Are we just going to go to the park or are we just going to go um, staying at home and watching a movie together? Mm -hmm. Anything, everything is okay, right? But then the other healthy boundary, if you talk about healthy boundaries for yourself, because it's one thing to have healthy boundaries for others. But in that moment of silence, when you're alone and when you're overthinking, What are you going to do then? And instead of getting into the habit of, oh, I could have done that. Oh, this person is not that bad. Get into how do I want to go forward from here? Start journaling your emotions instead of reacting to them. Mm -hmm. Start understanding them. And becoming more aware of the thoughts that we have. And we have 10,000 of thoughts a second in a day. So which thoughts are you giving the energy to? And when you're talking with your ex, especially when you have a high conflict, do everything and anything over text. Emails. Don't have a phone conversation. 
they will be used against you. And when and you they have get it, twisted 800 different ways, I've noticed. Oh, <laughs> yes. Because anything and everything that serves them, right? It's, it's wild to me. I've seen it personally, and I've seen it with, with people that I work with, how words will really be misconstrued because a narcissist or somebody with a high conflict personality or personality disorder really just is only going to hear things the way they want to hear it. They're going to manipulate it to the point where you're like thinking, am I crazy? Did I really say that? Like, I don't, I don't know. And, and very concrete, emotionless texts or emails have always been the way to go in my opinion, for in my own life. And so I, I can't stress that enough. And, and they will try and get you on the phone. Oh, let's just talk. It's easier to have a conversation. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't, this is the best way to communicate for me. And it's okay to say that. Yes. Now, and that's so- another boundary. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. Now, what are some ways that someone that you're trying to set boundaries with is going to test your boundaries? What are some some ways you've seen that and how can we protect ourselves from that? Oh, (laughs) let me share a personal story here. This was about three years in the divorce. Um, I never let my ex know where I lived until at some point came and then he was seeing the kids more and more. So he came to know. I was allowing him in the house. The kids were having fun with him, but I did not feel comfortable. I really felt like I couldn't do or be in the same room or I had to go upstairs. I had to be in other places in my own home. Recognize that. Recognize when you're feeling off when this person is around. Mm -hmm. And I had to tell him, like, I don't want him in the house. You come, take the kids and go. Go places, go do something, but do not come in the house. Mm -hmm. He tested that boundary really well. It would show up unannounced and I felt I couldn't or I shouldn't leave the door closed because the kids would know, or it would be very mean for the kids to witness that mommy's not opening the door for daddy. So I allowed it till a point came that I called them up. It's like, listen, I've told you this many times now and you're not, listening, you're still testing and testing and coming back and back. The next time you show up unannounced, the door will remain closed. I will have a conversation with the kids and you will not be seeing them. Good for you. But that is something you have to say out loud so that they actually know that you mean it. Yeah. And they will continue. Even then they can test you, right? So you have to be very, very clear and stick to your words. If you have said, I'm not opening the door, do not open the door. 
if you open the door, that gives them that freedom, that free pass, like, oh, look at that. I still have control. Mm-hmm. I can still do and wing things as I want to. So when you are reflecting, though, when you sit down with yourself and you're assessing what to do in a certain situation, one thing to do when you reflect upon that is, what is this doing into my life? And what would it mean if this wasn't happening? Mm-hmm. If that means that you're going to feel better, that you can breathe again, that you can be more present with your children, then it's worth it. Yeah. It is absolutely worth it. You're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. So something I do with my clients is I, you know, they'll come to me and they'll say, Michelle, I don't understand why he keeps attacking me or I don't understand why this fight is continuing. And I'm like, well, let's look at how you're responding. And the responses are so emotionally charged because it's it's hard not to be emotionally charged in a co-parenting situation, especially in the beginning. And something I do is help them recraft their responses to take out all emotion. And other times I'll say, this is when you don't respond. There are so many things like you don't need to respond to. And I don't think people realize that memorizing their parenting plan is the best thing they can do because I know in my experience, and I don't know if it was just based out of like missing our daughter, but my ex would be like, you know, well, where is she today? What is she doing? What are you guys up to? And I felt like every time I gave a response, there was a rebuttal. So I, at a certain point had to stop responding and I felt really guilty. And my lawyer said, but as per your parenting plan, that's not an explanation you have to give. And I was like, whoa, which also meant I had to stop asking because I definitely asked my ex too. But a lot of women who are new to this will say, will think, okay, well, if I answer him, he's going to be nice and we're going to have a friendlier rapport. And then three hours later, they're going in circles about why mom made that plan with the kids. And then you're like facepalm, like, why did I do this to myself again? And that's, that's something I think we need to point out is never getting too comfortable when things are copacetic and things are amicable temporarily, because they will be every, every once in a while from time to time, not letting the boundary down. What would you say to that? Oh, that is a big one. That is, it's as if we are very good as moms to put the guilt on ourselves, to think that we are doing something wrong if we don't respond. Mm -hmm. And because we think that way, we become more flexible with our boundary. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. <laughs> and it doesn't serve. <laughs> right? Yeah. But if you have put out a boundary, write it down. And after the boundary, write down why. Why is this boundary needed? And what will this boundary give you? Mm-hmm. Even if that's only giving you peace of mind, that's worth it. Because your peace of mind will allow you to be more present in the current moment. And then when you're assessing that, when you have that on paper, every time you're going to get flexible again with your boundary, go back to that paper. Yeah. And then there comes this point of acceptance, like, okay, in this moment, but you always, for me, I always have to go off of how my child is feeling in that moment, if she's in a situation with her dad and I, where it could get tense, I know sometimes that letting my guard down or letting the boundary move a few inches to the left or right 
is what I need to do in that moment for my daughter to be okay. But you have to get right back on your game. And you also have to acknowledge, okay, if there is a backlash because of this right now, it's just this one contained situation, but my boundaries are going back up and we're moving forward. Yes. And like you said, Michelle, it's okay. Life is fluent. Life will test us. Life will change based on how long you have been separated or divorced. And the situations will change. And even the boundaries that you put up in year one can change in year three. And that's okay too. Right. It's about what is serving you in the moment and how can you keep that peaceful state for yourself to move forward. Right. And we have to also remember that when you're dealing with someone who is a high conflict or a narcissist, the number one thing they thrive on is control. Oh yeah. It's crazy. It's so ironic because you're trying to give up your control for the first time ever. And they're just, they just want more and more and more of it. Yes. And they know exactly how to get a response. They know exactly how to get you in a spot where you will do what they want because they've been with you. They know your traits. They know how you respond to things. And by taking away that response, they feel helpless. So they do more, not less. And then you think like, oh, this is not helping because I put up this boundary and he keeps coming back or she keeps coming back. No, wow. you're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. You are doing great. And, and it's not linear, right? Like you're not just going to wake up one day and be like a master boundary setter. It takes so much time. It's taken me years. I'm still perfecting my strategy, but consistency is definitely key. And know your why. Know why. Why are you putting up this boundary? Mm-hmm. Because that why is going to be the most powerful thing for you to know. Because every time you're going to be flexible, every time you're going to be like, okay, let me assess again. This is why I did it in the first place. Does that still serve me? Mm -hmm. Do I want to change it? And as life is fluent, again, life is fluent. Life will continue to change. Life will continue to give us new challenges. Allow that change with the boundaries too. Yeah. I love that. This is such great advice. What else would you say to a woman who is really struggling to take back her control and independence and, and move forward in her divorce process without her ex dictating her every move. Oh, Michelle, when I speak to my clients and we discuss this specific thing, it's for, first of all, have grace for yourself. Yes. Because you're starting a new life, a new chapter of your life which will determine how your future is going to look like. But don't put that burden of the future on you today. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to take it one day at a time. Allow for you to recognize that because you were a mom, because you were a wife, because you were a family member who was helping out with both families, his and yours, and now all of that is falling apart, It does not mean that you're not worthy. It does not mean that you're not capable of creating this new part of your life. It only means that every control that you had is falling away. Mm -hmm. So now you have to give the time, have the grace to build from scratch again. 
I love that. I'm literally writing down every word you say, by the way. I'm like, <laughs> there's so many good nuggets. I'm I, I, I'm like, I'm going to have to re-listen to this 12 times. <laughs> but no, honestly, you know this too. It's just, we get so hard on ourselves because we want to do everything perfect. But what is perfect? Mm-hmm. There's no perfect mom. We no. all as mom makes mistakes. We all as moms try to figure things out as we go. Right. But don't forget that the biggest cheerleader you will ever have is the one in the mirror. And if you're not treating yourself with grace, if you're not treating yourself with kindness and love that you deserve, then how are you going to give that to others? Truly? Right. I love that. And I'll add to that, that setting boundaries is respecting yourself. And if you're not respecting yourself, you can't expect anybody else to do it either. So that should be the greatest, the greatest reason to feel strong and, and deserving of setting these boundaries, because look at the examples you're setting your children. You are worthy. Mm -hmm. When you show that you are worthy and you're doing things for yourself, you're allowing your kids to do things for themselves that will give them the right to put up healthy boundaries too. Yes. This is so great. This is amazing. For our listeners who uh, may have a lot more (laughs) to want to pick your brain about regarding boundaries, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at singmatina as well as my website, matinasing.com. And uh, master self-image. Can we talk about that? That, yeah. that account. Oh my God. So I've shared it before probably a million times, but her master self-image Instagram account, the quotes like get you like, you're like, oh wow. Okay. That's me. Mm-hmm, that's my life. Thank you, Matina. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that account specifically really talks about our narcissistic, um, high conflict type of personalities where you're not only, see, Divorce on its own is already very complicated. But when you have someone who's trying to control, who's trying to manipulate the situation even more, it becomes absolutely as if everything around you is falling apart. So when I created that account, it was with one thing in mind, like the reason why it's called master self-image is to make you recognize it's our inner work that we need to do. Mm-hmm. But then the account speaks about how others treat people and that's reality too. And as it's a reality, as it's all these triggers that people try to put on you, try to manipulate you with, you need to be aware that that's happening. And Absolutely. that's why that account is there to make people it. aware. But it also, it also makes you feel like really validated in the sense that I'm not going through this alone. And there are people, you're not crazy, right? Because that's essentially how you're made to feel in relationships with narcissists. It's all you. It's not me. It's you. You did this. You brought this on. It's all your fault. So I love that you give that validation. I can't stress it enough that you follow both of Matina's accounts. Everybody check out her website, matinasing.com. All of it is so inspiring. You all inspire me with your dedication to wanting to move on as informed as possible and helping me hit 400,000 podcast downloads recently just has blown me away. I love you guys. I'm grateful. Matina, I'm grateful for you too. And I hope you. you all have a wonderful day. Bye everybody. 
So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my moving on method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.